Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. More than 3.1 million acres have burned in California this year, part of a record fire season that still has four months to go. A suffocating cloud of smoke has veiled the West Coast for days, extending more than a 1,000 miles above the Pacific. And the extreme fire behavior that's been witnessed this year hasn't just been wild. It's been virtually unprecedented in scope and scale. Matthew Capucci joins us on The Roy Green Show. Matthew, thank you for the time. What you're writing is is is, is mind-boggling, including where you wrote wild ply, wildfire plumes have soared up to 10 miles high above the cruising altitude of commercial jets. Yeah, we're talking 16,500 meters with the creek fire that we saw last week in California, that's taller than many supercell thunderstorms. You see in the Great Plains, the tornadoes, hail, all that bad stuff. But many of these smoke blooms have actually behaved like supercells. They've rotated, they produce fire tornadoes, erratic winds gusting upwards of 100 kilometers per hour, even outside of any of that. So these fire and smoke plumes are to the point right now where they're creating their own weather, and they're almost self-reinforcing in that sense. Uh, multiple fires have gone from a few acres to more than a hundred thousand acres in size in one day while advancing as many 25 as many as 25 miles in a single night is that comparative to anything that you've seen before you know in the past when we saw a fire like this it might be one every couple years but i can't remember an instance when we've seen three or four of these fires within a month's time and that's in addition to the roughly seven thousand other fires we have burning across california that have already torched close to 1.7 million hectares. So it's it's mind-boggling in my mind to see these type of extreme fires becoming somewhat routine. The fact that in the past, I can only remember three instances of fire tornadoes, for example, in the past two decades. And now we've seen three fire tornado-producing storms in the past three weeks, beginning with the Loyalton fire up in Lassen County, California, about three weeks ago. And so it's just, it's something that we've seen maybe couple times before but never with this frequency and it's like everything this year weather-wise and in terms of fires is really trying to up the ante partially thanks to climate change but thanks to a multitude of other factors as well i was speaking with a fire expert wildfire expert earlier this morning uh, who'll be on the air with us next weekend and the point was made that not enough of the combustible brush has been cleared away over the years and that's just waiting there as 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 material ready to explode That is true. I say this in a very scientific way. California is meant to burn. When you look at the climate of that area, when you look at the vegetation in that area, it is prone to burning every so often. The problem is that we have so many people who are building in what we call the wildland urban interface. Basically, if we were to do good urban planning and smart civil engineering, we would have maybe a kilometer or two kilometer almost zone on the edge of our communities where the building stopped and before kind of the forest really began. And It'd be kind of a a gradual transition, but right now we're having houses built in this wildland urban interface, which makes it way easier for fires to jump from the forest into communities. In addition, you might have only one road, two roads in and out of town, which is more than sufficient to sustain communities most of the year. But when it comes time for a large evacuation, like what we're seeing in Oregon or California right now, these roads can't handle that, and you get traffic jams and, and really dire situations. So... Yes, there are other factors at play, but urban planning is definitely one of them, like you just mentioned. 
You're right. The the Creek Fire, which has burned nearly 200,000 acres in the Sierra Nevada mountains, was only 6% contained on Friday. Is there any way to project just what lies ahead over the next week, two weeks, and, and much longer than that through the fire season? On a fire-specific scale, we actually have incident meteorologists who go out to the scene to try to predict what will happen in the days ahead. And they use wind conditions, temperatures, dew points, humidities, things like that, as well as uh, air pressure and whether or not there's any precipitation to try to look into the future and see what will likely occur. Looking at some of the data myself, I can tell you I don't really see too much of a respite for at least the time being. Uh, it's unlikely we'll see any significant or widespread precipitation events. There is a storm system passing kind of north of California, but unfortunately, that will just kind of elevate the winds. And so I'm not seeing too much in the way of any rainfall or anything like that. Now, as for the Creek Fire specifically, it is uh, pretty bad right now. It would be a factor, or one would have to determine kind of the, the vegetation availability right there, which way it was propagating, and kind of, you know, even hills, things like that. So I don't have an answer for the Creek Fire specifically, but. I don't have any good news right now for fire season as a whole. We're already well ahead of even the record prior year, and we're only you know three, four months into fire season with another two or three left to go. And given that we're going into a La Nina, it's likely we'll see increased drought through California this winter when we ordinarily rely on the rains from winter to spell an end to fire season. So it'll be a while. Email from uh, listener Tony Matthew asks: Do fire tornadoes are fire? Sorry, are fire tornadoes what they sound like? They're exactly what they sound like. So when you have a traditional tornado, it forms when a thunderstorm rotates. Now with these fires, some of them have formed environments that don't really support thunderstorms, but because of the enormous release of heat, suddenly you have this big plume of buoyancy. Think about what comes out of a power plant or a smokestack or a steam or something like that. And it, it's just like that. You have all this incredible heat go up in the atmosphere and form what we call a pyrocumulonimbus cloud. Basically, the entire smoke plume behaves as a thunderstorm. And when it forms in environments with changing wind speed and or direction with height, we call that wind shear, the entire plume can start to rotate. And that's exactly what's happened a couple of times in California. And as a result, you've had actual tornadoes of fire touchdown with winds perhaps up to maybe 160 or even 200 kilometers per hour. And these aren't those small little fire whirls that are only a couple, you know, meters wide. Right. These things are massive. These are actual tornado-scale vortices. You wow. can see it on radar. We've had tornado warnings issued. And yep. it is the worst of both worlds, especially for firefighters trying to combat the blazes. If you want to hear more, subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend.